Welcome back, everybody. We are about to launch into Encounter with God right here. So, text messages. This one coming through says, What amazing talent. The Sunflower song is in my top 10. And Robbie Morgan continues to astound me with his talents. Dude, uh, there is heaps of love for the Sunflower song, actually. Yes. Like everyone, dude, we have people texting on your line, on Shell's line. We have, dude, it was actually Neville Peter when we interviewed him. He was like, dude, my favorite song on the project is the Sunflower song. And of course, we told Janine that and she was like fangirling. Like I was getting to talk to Neville Peter. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, awesome stuff. Okay. Uh, next one just simply says, uh, thanks for some amazing interviews this morning. So uh, we're glad that you were blessed. Then to more serious subjects, uh, we were talking about sex workers earlier on. In 2012, there were 42 million sex workers in the world. Are you serious? We can only guess how many in 2021. So that's like 11 years later. Mm. Sad world that we live in. And, you, and you'd have to think as well, and this is just the unfortunate reality, like the amount of them that are both human trafficked. Yes, so that it's against enslaved, women, enslaved, and underaged. <sighs> Yikes! I wonder how they come to that figure. And you know what? Like, I, okay. And I will say this as well. Like in the West, with the emergence of, and this is something that I don't, I don't think we've directly addressed on our show, but just with the emergence of uh, online sex work. Uh, yes. particularly like OnlyFans and all it's this exploded. stuff. It's exploded. And these people, like in this lifestyle, is glorified because it's a it's a quick and easy way to make money in the present. And it's like, I actually, I, unf- you know, I personally know people who I went to school with who mm-hmm. have engaged now in online sex work. And oh, man, I just, my heart just breaks for them. Mm. honestly and and especially knowing their stories as well like one girl friend like a girl i know from newcastle like f- her story is 100 percent like she was abused as a kid and has gone into sex work and it's just like oh it just breaks my heart i'm like man you, these people need god we need to pray for these people yeah Definitely. we certainly do they are victims we certainly do we mm. need to we need to um we need to pray for them we we should not be you know uh Shaming them or stigmatizing mm. them, we should be there for them. Mm. Uh, let me see here. Bunch of text messages. Where do we start here? Oh, they're just coming through left, right, <laughs> and center. Let's go, people. Come on. Uh, That's so awesome. Da, 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 da. Love the I Am Pilgrim song. Mm. Oh, another vote for the Pilgrim song. Wow. Got two votes for the Pilgrim song. So, <laughs> oh, this is a competition now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was your, which was your favourite one out of uh, all of the ones that we listened to this morning? Mm. Sunflower song, Pilgrim song. People loving the uh, loving the music. It's so good. Oh, and guys, remember, you can win this album by getting the quiz correct. So please zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you know the answer, get in. We will give you this album. First one to the phones. Okay, so there's another one here. Long text message. I don't think we have to wait eight years to realise the horrible consequences of the world due to COVID-19 pandemic. I'll stop there and say this. We can see a lot of horrible effects on our world right now. I think we will see a lot more when we look back on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my point. I'm not denying that we can see a lot now. I think we will see a lot more when we look back on it. You know, because when you can, when you can research something from the standpoint of history, there is all kinds of things that come to light that, we're not there in we're not visible in the mm. present. My thoughts are are we gonna see any positives out of the 
COVID-19 action plans. Oh, we're already seeing some positives coming out of it. Yeah. That's, well, that's... The ruralisation of Australia is a massive posit- positive. People are moving out of the cities and into the country. Mm-hmm. They're moving out of, you know, vertical filing cabinets, the uh, human filing cabinets. The, the, the price of apartments has actually gone down. It's the only piece of real estate that has actually gone down. Wow. And that's a good thing mm. because that's a terrible environment in which to live. That is not healthy for a human being. Mm. So, you know, we need to look for the positives. 100%. But at the same time, one of the things that I see coming out of this is that when you see these massive mental health impacts that it's having, and I'm just sort of sitting back and thinking, why is why is that so? You know, COVID, COVID hasn't affected my mental health badly. And the difference is this. I'm part of a church community. Mm. There are a lot of people out there who are not a part of any kind of community. Mm. And if you're not part of a church community, if you don't have a squad, if you're not part of a, you know an organization that is there to look out for you and to care for you, then you're very much isolated during lockdown. Mm. And from that perspective, it's not something I've ever experienced why people really you know, suffer so badly from depression as a result of uh, the lockdowns. Mm. Okay, it continues on here. Uh, there is no guarantee that the vaccine will stop you from getting the virus. While the virus is very real, the fear factor is being used to control us. The Lord is coming very soon. Amen. Um, and this, once again, is, you know, the best of the vaccines. They're, they're hoping have a 90% effectiveness. Uh, so that's not something that anybody's denying right now. Mm. Um, interesting to see we just dropped the... Uh, I think I saw a story there. We just dropped the AstraZeneca one here in Australia. Um, let's see where this story goes. Mm. Definitely. There is so much more to learn from uh, what is happening in our world right now. Anyway, those are all of our text messages. You guys are just alive this morning. Keep sending them through. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> We've got a great Bible study. I'm hoping that somebody will text in about our Bible study and have something to share or give us a call. Uh, we've got some great callers who call us uh, fairly regularly in relationship to what we're studying on the Bible. Uh, we are talking about the covenant and mission today. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, I'm just going to do another clue real quick. Just yes, because we didn't. We had so many interviews this morning, we didn't do clues. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone had a guess for Dorcas. Okay, and I'm kind of like. Uh, like it's a good guess. The seamstress part, particularly because she did create. She, made she was clothes a professional and, seamstress. Yeah, she she made. We said the first seamstress, the, not the first professional. She was the first seamstress, but also. Oh, oh do, but you could you could look at it this way. Uh huh. First in preeminence rather than first in chronology. But like but, the first lady of the United States is the greatest lady. Maybe you could look at it that Dorcas was the greatest seamstress. No, but Dorcas was an absolute legend of yes. the faith. She did not yes. pass the buck. That's the only problem. Oh, yes. Dorcas is an absolute... Dorcas is like one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Like uh-huh. A1, I love the Book of Acts. That's The Book of Acts is my favorite book in the Bible, and I love the characters from the Book of Acts. And Dorcas is like... Dorcas is like... What Dorcas does is the foundation of personal ministries and all this stuff. And so, look, I'm just getting heated because I'm like, Dorcas did not pass the buck, okay? <laughs> Dorcas was a legend. His daughter, Dorcas. Uh, well, maybe Tabitha, you know, because Dorcas translated Tabitha. Tabitha, Tabitha is right. a fantastic name. Absolutely. Dorcas, on the other hand, is a bit... 
here nor there. I, I don't want to offend anyone who has the name Dorcas, it's but it's not your favorite. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's a bit of an old timey name. Uh, you know, dating yeah, back well, two thousand years ago. Old timey names are on their way back. You're you never know. By the time you have kids, they might be might be well and truly back. Ah, oh, Dorcas will be a thing. All right. So the next clue is my gender was assumed. What were you trying to say? Actually, actually, okay, that clue was really funny. But what, what are you trying to say here, Lyle? Did that kind of slip past there for a second? Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a delay. Wow, taking your dig. Okay. <laughs> hey, remember, I caught I caught that girdle at the wedding, bro. I'm, uh, apparently, I'm on my way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. Gata, gata. Gata, girdle, gata. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse, Lawson. It's getting worse. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew chapter 28. Okay, no, no, no. Wait, hold oh, on. The I clue, the clue. clue. My yeah. gender was assumed, which is a bit controversial. Interestingly, in the clues this morning, but yeah, this person had their gender told to them, assumed, assumed, yeah. So yeah, I like it. The first seamstress gender was assumed. Pass the buck. First recorded word was we. You know who this is? Call or text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, Lyle, let's go to the Bible study. Okay, all right, Bible study time. Matthew chapter twenty eight, verse nineteen and twenty. Matthew, oh man, sorry, I was just thinking about God. What, what was the chapter again? Matthew 28, 28. verse 19. Oh, go ye therefore and yeah. make disciples. Why, why, why are you turning pages in the Bible? <laughs> let, no, let You're going to struggle reading this. Let me, let's, let's read it. Uh, it's 19 and 20. NLT. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Oh, I like it. Mm. This is really really good. I like that one. I was thinking thinking this is going to butcher it, but it doesn't came through strong. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about New Covenant and mission today. Oh, yes. Um, There's a note here in our Bible study and... It states that all people, all over the world, people often struggle with what the South African writer Lawrence Vanderpost called the burden of meaninglessness. Mm. Now, this is something that people either don't struggle with because they've found God, they do struggle with because they haven't found God, or they don't struggle with because they refuse to think about it. That's pretty much the only mm. three options that you've got in relationship to the meaningless. People find themselves with the gift of life, yet they do not know what to do with it, do not know what the purpose of this gift is, and do not know how to use it. It's like giving someone a library filled with rare books, only to have the person not read the books, but use them to build fires. What a terrible waste of something so precious. Mm. And this is where, as Christians, we have something to offer. Mm. Because the Bible reveals to you what the meaning of life is, and the Bible gives us the opportunity of being able to share with the rest of the world what the meaning of life really is. Mm. And the Bible commissions us to do so. Okay, so let's look at it over in uh, Revelation chapter 4. I am going to read this one from the KJV. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Here you have the meaning of life here. That's just a great verse. Okay, I can memorize this one. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things. 
And for your pleasure they are and were created. Okay, let's stop here for a moment. The Bible says that God has created all things and they were created for God's pleasure. Mm. How do you get pleasure from a person? Uh, Spending time with them. Exactly, through a relationship. Mm. It's that simple. You don't get pleasure from a person. I mean, hey, I don't know. Have you ever been to a wax museum? Yeah. I never have. I've been to a wax museum and it's weird. I don't get it. How long could you spend there? I literally like... 10 minutes, I think, just looking and saying, like, you, you go to each, like, statue of a famous person, you're like, wow, that looks similar. And then you go to the next statue, and it's like, wow, that looks really similar. And then you go to the next statue, and you're like, oh, that one's a little bit off. And then you go to the next statue, and you're like, wow, that's really similar. And then you're done. And then you leave. <laughs> that's what I've always imagined a wax museum would be like, which is why I've never gone. Now, some mm. people are going to be super offended because they're like, oh, no, we love wax museums. But even if you are a lover of wax museums, seriously, how long can you spend there compared to how much time can you spend with your best friend? Mm. Compare the two. What is the difference? The difference is one is that you are looking at something that someone has created. The other, you are interacting, you have a relationship with something that someone has created. Mm. When the Bible says that God created us for his pleasure, he did not create us as a wax museum. Mm. He created us for a relationship. Mm. That is the reason that we exist. The reason that we exist is so that we can have a relationship with God, Mm. a connection with the divine. Mm. God wants to live with us. He wants us to live with him. He wants us to be a part of his family. How valuable to you is your family in comparison to your local wax museum? Oh, gee, let's burn it down. Make a good fire. Exactly. It's made out of wax. Exactly. Nobody's going to, <laughs> nobody is going to grieve too much if your local wax museum burns down, but you lose a close member of your family wow. and you go through a whole grieving process. Yeah. And there is always a hole in your life mm. that, that nothing ever replaces. This is why we exist as human beings. This is why Jesus gave his life for us. You know, we, we often ask the question, you know, well, we make the statement, you know, when we ask the question, make the statement, you know, why did Jesus die for us? He died for our salvation. Christians say that. And they kind of say it without thinking. Let me share with you why Jesus died. He died for your friendship. Wow. That's it. Mm. No other reason. That's why Jesus died. And, of course, to have your friendship, you have to be saved. Mm. Jesus looked at you. He created you and he said, I want to spend eternity with you. Mm. That's what Jesus said. And because Jesus said that, he's like, I will die for you. You know, it's kind of like, it's one of those interesting things, you know. Um, we, we, we talk about Adam and Eve. What if, uh, what if Adam had never sinned? Mm. What would have happened? Well, the answer is quite simple. Jesus would still have been born and would still have died for Eve. Mm. Because that's the nature of God. That's the value that God places on human life. He doesn't want to lose a single one. Yeah, well. Yeah, fantastic stuff. You know, I just want to make this quick comment. I think it's even even more interesting, like, as you said before, he's not just our saviour, but he's our friend. He is intensely interested as in us as individuals. 
in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our, you know, just like, uh, for example, you go to a wax, wax museum, there's no interaction. It's like, meh, you move on. But, you know, how, how long can you spend listening to someone's music or, you know, Ooh. or analyzing, you know, reading someone's book? analyzing their thoughts, you know, because there's that level of interaction there with their thoughts and their ideas. They've, they've put pen to paper and you get to experience that. And I feel like, again, this is the same thing with God is that he doesn't just have this relationship with us that he died for us and then dips. Like he's not, he's, he's disinterested and he's like, oh, look, you know, I died for you. I did my thing. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce. No, but he is intensely interested in every part of our lives. You know what's a perfect symbol for that? The Sabbath. Uh, <laughs> like he, yes. he wants to spend time. You know, we're, it's we're all about time. Today, but he wants to spend time with us. But in every single sense, that he loves us. He, yeah, it's incredible. Right now, we're going to come back after this. this. Is Chris Tomlin with "Is He Worthy"? Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Do you wish that you could see it all made new? Is all creation groaning? a new creation coming is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst is it good that we remind ourselves of
Yes, that was Chris Tomlin with Is He Worthy? You right there, Lawson? Yes. <laughs> Something going on with your headset and uh, microphone? Maybe. Uh, well, good to be back with you all here for our Bible study. Okay, right. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. We'll go back there and talk some more about this. We've been talking about the meaning of life, which is just so important. Oh, mm. One of the things you brought up right at the end there, Lawson, when you talked about the Sabbath. Mm. Think about the fact that God gave us one day in seven. Mm-hmm. An entire day in seven for relationships. Yeah, wow. To focus on relationship. Relationship with God, relationship with family. Mm. The Sabbath is all about family and God. That's what it is all about. Mm. You know, this is the this is the level of emphasis that God places on that. And what do we do as human beings? We work seven days a week. Mm. We 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 cut ourselves off from church. Like, oh, you know, too many, too many hypocrites at church, not gonna go and be at church. You know? Seriously, we cut ourselves off from all of the opportunities that God has given us to have relationships with families, relationships with each other, relationships with, um, yeah, with with, with yeah. with 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 God. It's all about it's all about love. And isn't it that like the the question there? It's like, oh, is church about you and other people, and you know, trying to, oh, you know, what can I get from it, or is, or is it just about having an experience with God? Like why 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 are you trying to spend time with him? People come to me sometimes like I don't go to church because I don't get fed. Well, Matthew twenty eight verse nineteen and twenty. Mm. You don't go to church to be fed. You go to church to feed. Wow! If you're going to church to be fed, you're going to hate church. <laughs> yeah, you, because you're going to become 100%. dissatisfied. You're going to bounce from one church to another. You're going to float around all over the place. You're never going to be happy. You'll you'll find one pastor that's like, okay, this is cool. I'm being fed here, and then he'll get moved, and it won't be the same anymore. Yeah. Mm. Our purpose to go to church is exactly what it says in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, and that is there to minister to others and to feed. It's a little bit like a marriage relationship. Mm. How, how long is a marriage relationship going to last if you're in that relationship for what you can get out of it? Mm. And you're asking the question, are my needs being met? Yeah. If you're constantly asking the question, are my needs being met in this relationship, then that relationship, will, that's not a relationship. Mm. The one and only question that you should be asking is, am I meeting the needs of my partner? Wow. Mm. And if you're constantly asking that question and your partner is constantly asking that question, that's how a marriage relationship actually works. Mm. It can't be based on selfishness. Selfishness is not love. It doesn't work. We've gone down a whole bunch of different rabbit holes here this yeah. morning, haven't we? <laughs> marriage, the Sabbath. Yeah, Just, let's, let's, no, let's talk about stuff. it. Let's talk about it. Okay, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. Uh, let's... Um, just give us verse 19. No, no, give us verse 18. Oh, dude, yeah. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Yes. My translation says, all power is given unto me. Mm. Go you therefore. Mm. Okay, so the great commission that is given in Matthew chapter 24 is predicated upon what Jesus has just said, where he says, all power is given unto me. So what is the relevance between all power being given unto Jesus and his following statement where he says, go therefore? Yeah, well, the reality is is that like the work that he's giving the disciples to do here, to go out and change the world, to change the hearts of people, is literally impossible for man to do. Yes, it's it's impossible to do. It's a it's impossible to sustain in it of yourself. Yes, uh, it is just like difficult. It's yes. difficult, but the th- the reality is is that it's difficult 
when you're doing it without God. That's it's right. even difficult when you're doing it with God. Like, just read Paul's life story. <laughs> like, like, just read about all the times where he's beaten up and thrown in jail and almost killed. Life of sacrifice. And, but the reality is, is that, yeah, it, the reason he, like, <laughs> predicates um, the idea of going out and doing mission with all, all power to be giving to him is because the basis for being successful at mission is going with Jesus' power. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, 100%. Okay, so... Jesus makes this statement, all power is given unto me, go you therefore. The implication there, very powerful implication, is that I have the power, therefore you go because I will give you the power. Mm. Therefore all of, you know, there's a a famous saying, all of God's biddings are enablings. Mm. So if God bids you, which is Old English for asks you or calls you to do something, he also enables you to do it. He does not call you without giving you the ability. Yeah, there's actually there's a modern version of that. God doesn't uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yes. And it's just this whole idea. And, and I, I believe we probably both experienced this, Lyle. Like, Very much we so. We can reflect on ourselves and be like, okay, how, how qualified are we at uh, changing the hearts of people and being a representation of Jesus in the world? Like not, and you're not, shaving, not, you're shaking your head. Not at I'm all. shaking my head, like because we know, we know, we know who we are. Like we're honest with ourselves, and we're like, no, we are complete and utter failures. I've often said that soul winning is a spectator exercise. Mm. You always feel like a spectator when you are engaged in soul winning, and somebody gives their life to God because you know, as somebody who goes out and does evangelism and gives Bible studies and you know does the work kind of work that you and I do, we always want to have that feeling of accomplishment, like yes. I went out and I won someone to the Lord. Mm. I have never had that feeling. Mm. I've seen lots yeah. of people give their lives to yeah, Jesus wow. as a result of my ministry, but I've never had that feeling of I won someone to God. Yeah, I've always had that feeling like, wow, that person just gave their life to God. That's amazing. Mm. It's like kind of like I'm a spectator. I'm standing on the outside because I can't do it. You almost ask. I can't him, convert a person. You're asking the question like, how? How did that person uh, listen yes, to the yes the garbage did, that I said? How did that just happen? <laughs> it's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic stuff. The Bible says, "Go ye therefore and make disciples." What is a disciple? A follower of Jesus. A follower. Mm. That's right. So, uh, in my translation, I think it says, "Teach them." Mm. And uh, this, of course, comes before baptism. So teach them to be a disciple of Jesus, teach them to be a follower of Jesus, and then baptize them. Yeah, that's ultimately like the the two um, qualifiers it gives for discipleship is because uh, it says go out and you know make disciples, teaching them to obey all commands that I've given you, and to be baptized and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's yeah, teach like be, learning the the you know the doctrines of Jesus applying them to your life, and then being baptized. Yes. That is like the A1, follower of God, like yep. disciple of Jesus. That That is the, the that is your resume, essentially. That's right. Mm. That's it, right there. The prerequisites. The prerequisites. <clears throat> Absolutely. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have. What does it say next? Whatsoever oh, I'm, I've I'm, commanded I'm, you. Yeah, commanded you. Yeah, yeah. I've got KJV in my head. Okay, and so the Bible comes to the commandments of Jesus. Mm. And the commandments of Jesus are the same as all of the commandments of the Bible. Jesus didn't change any of the commandments. He says, you know, till heaven and earth pass, none of the commandments will pass away. And ultimately, like the Bible closes the whole statement off and it's like, oh, and while you're doing this, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Yes. It It begins with, all power is given to me. It ends with, 
I will never leave you. Mm, powerful. This is Matt Mitticus with The Called. Sometimes I think I have to be perfect for God to use me. I think I have to know it all, never stumble, never fall. I focus on all my inadequacies instead of what Christ can do through me. I forget to trust and I can't quite see That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the called And He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His called There is no one too young to serve No one too old No clay too hardened For our Father to mold He has a place designed for you that no one else can fill. And He will give you what you need when you choose to do His will. Cause God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the called. And He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can't be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His called So don't hinder God With what you say you can't do Just be willing and ready to be used Go where He leads with a heart that is willing No telling what He'll do through you Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the called He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His called No, God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies is called The Breakfast Show will be back with you live again on the 10th. And I'm Chapo, and we are the hosts of The Marriage Project. We have a lot of fun on The Marriage Project where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage, how it translates into real life, and we want to be with you building stronger marriages. So you can join us every Friday afternoon at 3.30pm right here on Faith FM. 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. If you enjoy live music, Faith FM would like to invite you to hear two of our favourite Christian artists coming to Gloucester this Saturday evening on June 26. Come along and hear Anna Beden and Kemi Ogendi, two inspiring Christian singer-songwriters at Gloucester Seventh-day Adventist Church, 60 Barrington Street, Gloucester, starting at 6pm. Admission is free, so invite your family and your friends. Remember, that's Anna Beden and Kemi Ogendi, 6pm this Saturday evening at Gloucester Seventh-day Adventist Church. For more information, contact 0410-132-491. That's You were just listening to Oh God Beyond All Praising with Sarah Kroger. You're on no, the show. No, no, it was Focus with the song Oh God Beyond All oh, Saving. How did that? I was like, that doesn't look right. Well, it wasn't right. <laughs> Thank you for correcting there, Lawson. <laughs> Featuring Sarah Kroger. Shout out Sarah Kroger. I don't know her personally, but I hope she's doing well. All right, Lyle, it's time for Question of the Day. Okay, Lyle, today our question of the day is very related to what we were studying in our Bible study, uh, which is essentially, you know, we have this call from God to go out and to 
do ministry, you know, to be his ministers, to go out and yes. make disciples, all these different things. But what if, you know, you feel as though you're not worthy, you're not close enough to God, you don't know your Bible enough, maybe you're too new? What, what is? I what find people that have been in church their entire life who have this feeling or impression about themselves and it has completely stymied them as a Christian. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. First of all, uh, this one comes from John chapter 1 where the Bible says, uh, verse 43, the following day, Jesus would go into Galilee and find Philip and said to him, follow me. Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, this is like the next day, and said to him, we have found of, found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. So here you've got somebody who's been with Jesus for like a day. Mm. Maybe a little bit more, but not much more. Mm. He's been with Jesus a very short space of time. He goes to Nathaniel and he's like, we found the Messiah. Ah, Philip is a more easily convinced person. Nathaniel's like, okay, who's this? Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathaniel's like, Nazareth? Seriously? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Mm. And Philip says, come and see. I love how he doesn't even give him a Bible study either. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Moses talked about him. Doesn't, get, doesn't, doesn't go into a Bible study, doesn't go into any defense, does not defend Jesus. He just says, come and see. Mm. And you can do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do that. You as an individual, you can do that today. You can talk about Jesus. You can say, Jesus is amazing. And when they say, why, you say, come and see. Mm. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Just try it out. Don't argue with them. Just try it out. So there's one example. Here's another example. And that is the example of the woman at the well. Mm. So let's think about the woman at the well. She has a relatively short conversation with Jesus. She spends less time with Jesus than what Philip did. Mm. And having spent, well, the conversation that is recorded is all of about five minutes long. There may and probably was more to it than just that short story. But having spent that short time with Jesus, she goes back to her town and she tells Every single person in the town that she's found the Messiah. Mm. Every single person. And tells them, come and meet the guy. Don't take it on my word, just come and meet the guy. And that is what we have been called to do. Just come and meet Jesus. Mm. That's it. That's all that needs to take place. And so... Sometimes I think that we get, you know, we see some great evangelist and we're like, oh, I could never do that. And so we do nothing. God doesn't ask us to be great evangelists. God asks us to just do simple, simple things. Think about the demoniacs. They're on the beach. They're in Decapolis. They're healed. And then they become missionaries for the next however many years. Mm. The whole region is converted as a result of what they do. This is the Cain siblings with the commission. Very relevant to our passage. See my hands and look at my feet It's okay if it's hard to believe I have faith that you will do greater things It's my time to go But before I Got it. 
Welcome back. You were listening to The Kane Siblings with The Commission, taken straight from Ooh. Matthew chapter 28 right there with The Commission to go out and share the message of Jesus with our world. Great song linking right in with our theme this morning. Just want to remind everybody, send in your questions for question of the day. Yes, please. Sometimes we have a backlog. At the moment, we don't. Mm-hmm. So we need a bunch of questions for next week. So send them on through. Anything that has been bothering your mind, it can be the most obscure or random thing that might be on your mind just send it through and we will share what the bible has to say on that subject if we can find something that the bible has to say on that subject that brings us to the end of the breakfast show here on faith fm where we have been bringing to you the best and the greatest of all of our shows throughout the year of course lawson are we back tomorrow well we might be you might be listening to us but we'll be back live on the 10th of january so stay tuned until then and of course don't forget to talk faith live faith and act faith you will grow strong in jesus christ Securely for you, God be with.